0: Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua, the world's mayor. I'm so blessed to have you here today. Uh, today, we're going to be continuing this discussion on purpose, and today is why is why your purpose is such an integral part of you. Now, this is more interesting than the title sounds. I promise you. Um, and this is literally the fourth time in less than 24 hours that I've tried to do this broadcast. Internet towers went out yesterday. Electricity went out. Um, Today, when I was trying to do this broadcast, and then I came back to do it again. And then, somewhere in the middle of me talking, I just had this brain fart where I'm sitting there for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, maybe even a minute, going, Where'd my thought go? <laughs> my brain, right now, I'm so, I have so much information. I'm so full of information that I just want to like bleh, vomit out on people that. What happens is I start talking, and then I'm as I'm telling that story, it reminds me of something else. And then I'm like, over here. And then I'm like, oh, well, how am I going to circle back and make it all the way over here? Anyway, then I got lost. I don't know what's going to happen when I turn 50. I There's no telling. I, I hope that there's a nootropic that is invented that will help me repair my brain <laughs> from all of the damage that I did to it all those years, putting snorting and smoking and shooting, all kinds of god-awful things. Anyway, so blessed to have you here. We are on the Live Mana Network. Thank you so much for all of your support. Of course, we're a 501c3 nonprofit, the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation. We are a nonprofit media organization that serves, well, the underserved. We serve the voiceless. We serve the people that have been left behind, the people that have been rejected from society, the people that normally don't have access to... Executive level media training, especially new media, we give these services away. We give we we work with blessed to work with prisoners. We're blessed to work with ex convicts. We're ex we're blessed to work with families, other ministries, other nonprofits, individuals from around the world. Um, just yesterday, really excited about this. We have an, a ministry in Uganda that's now doing our media training, which then qualifies them for our one on one consulting, which we give away for free. We don't put a time limit on people. We do not uh, tell people no, and I mean, look, you do have to do the work, but I mean, we teach you, we show you, we've done all the work. We make this as easy as possible for you. All you have to do is have some work ethic, and you get to do it. So we have, we have all. It's interesting to me in America. We finally have, um, we have groups that we're working with now. As is, and I love that because it working with groups is really how this gets momentum, what we teach and what we offer. Um, but as a whole, it's been mostly groups, organizations, and individuals from everywhere in the world but the United States. It, it, it's mind-blowing to me how they seem to get what's needed more so than anyone else, more than, than what's happening in the United States. Now, I believe that there's a lot of reasons for that, keep it to myself. But nonetheless, we are here to serve anyone that needs it. We are never gonna let money get in the way of helping people get what they need from us. Like anything that we can provide, we're gonna provide. That's what we do, it's what we believe in, and we're passionate about it, and we're gonna do this until the wheels fall off. And you know what? Every month feels like the wheels are falling off. Like we don't we do we we try to do this work full-time, although I did get an acting job uh for next week which I'm excited about I get to play a homeless guy. Oh well, you know, I've been homeless. This is great. <laughs> Shooting a commercial for a church of all things and I get to play <laughs> I get to play a homeless guy. This is awesome. Anyway, um so but we we self fund and but we rely on your generosity to keep going. So we are grateful for all of your support. And if you believe in the work that we're doing, you want to learn more, you want to sow into us, you want to partner with us, you want to sponsor us, you want to run commercials on our network, anything like that. Or if we can serve you, of course, because we're here to serve first and foremost. We are here to give our gift away and, uh, because we want to elevate the kingdom and we want to do God's, the work that God's called us to do and we want to bless all of you with that. Like We don't do everything, we're not experts in everything. But we are experts in what we know, and that's what we teach, and that's what we give away. But you can go to livemana.org, and uh, you can also scan that barcode. There's a contact page there, uh, both at the very bottom of the page. You can send an email that will go right directly to me. And then on the contact page, you can book time with us. There's several different options. You can book time. Happy to talk to you, happy to serve, happy to pray for you. Anything we can do. We're happy to do it. And as I said, we'll keep doing this until the wheels fall off. And every month it feels like the w- wheels are about to come off because, well, you know, it, it it's, it's not easy to run this kind of business uh, the way that we do it and just give things away. So we really do rely on your generosity. And it, even if we lose our network and we lose, you know, the foundation, we're still going to be here to serve because... That's what God's called us to do. So we're not married to the assets that we have, um, except my wife and I being married to each other. Um, but you know, like we're going to serve because that's what we're called to do. But I would like to keep our foundation going because we have a big, big vision. Um, which is in a video, you can actually see it on our homepage of our website. Now we have a very big vision. Um, and some of the changes that you're about to see on the website, uh, two different changes is that livemana.org and livemanaworldwide.org are about to become two different sites um, which i'm excited about because i've been waiting to do this and so i'm building another website for us um and what was the point of that (laughs) oh also you're going to be able to see more in depth about our vision um, and, all, and our goals for the next couple of years, like what we want to do with the Live Mana network, what we want to do with our publishing side, what we want to do with the production side, what we want to do with the commerce side. Um, and of course, like there's just a lot going on that we get to do and we're so blessed. And of course, the bigger goal that we have is the media literacy centers that will serve the youth and of course, people with troubled past, people that don't have... Again, the financial access to be able to pay for media trainings and media consulting, or people that don't—they they want to find a way to say, "Well, you know what? I'm an artist," and like, how do I get my message out? How do I get discovered? How do I monetize my art? How do I bring in revenue? How do I do all these things? This is what we're here to help with. And so, <laughs> it's interesting, and it's—I it, guess it probably takes guts because I was that kid. I hated college. Hated school. Actually I hated I love college because I got to party. Uh, But I didn't really like school itself. I didn't like high school. didn't like junior high. didn't like elementary school. I didn't like any of that. And then of course when I got to college, like, ah, you're only teaching that because, you know, you didn't, you sucked in business. So that's why you're teaching business. So the irony in that attitude that I had uh, is now that I'm teaching all this stuff because I feel led to teach and not go on the business side. Well, here's why I didn't go on the business side of things because the people I wanted to help didn't have the money to pay me. I don't, I'll help rich people, no problem helping rich people, but who we are trying to help, the the circumstances are a little bit different. So it wasn't an option to go, yeah, you can pay me. I didn't want to do that. That's not what God put on my heart to do. You can challenge me of whether I know what I'm talking about or not do the training. See how it changes your life. The training's on our website. Boy, I'm being cocky. But anyway, I'm very confident in my gifting. I'm confident in my purpose. I'm confident in what God created me to do. How it's all going to work out, eh, I don't know so much. I never know. I live on faith, a bold faith, a daring faith, Uh, a a faith that is really quite quite unshakable. Because I've seen God perform miracle after miracle after miracle. And i got to tell you something. The miracles are fewer and further between now that God knows I trust him. Because I guess he doesn't have to prove himself anymore. Because <laughs> he's already done it. Um, and and he gave me my life back. You know, the life that succumbed to every kind of bad addiction and just unhealthy lifestyle. Like, God gave me the life that he intended me to live back. I have scars from my past, but like, I oh God, everything. This is why I'm all in. This is why I'm doing this till the wheels fall off, regardless of what happens. We need your support. We do, especially to keep going, because our vision, when you see how big it is, we need resources for that. We're looking for buildings. If you're a community center, for instance, like I want to have my own community centers with, uh, Boy, I'm gonna share my vision with you. It's in the video, I played it in yesterday's broadcast, but I'll share my vision with you, or the the, the bigger part of it. So we wanna create, your, if you know the Boys and Girls Clubs. Boys and Girls Clubs were these amazing, and they, some I think there's still some around, I just haven't seen one in a while. But they have these amazing facilities where people go and they get, you know, there's different types of fitness and working out and brotherhood. And, you know, you, you, you make friends and there's community and there's role models there. And they're, you know, I, I love that part of it. And, and, of course, growing up in the church and then being inspired by certain ministries, especially the ones that work with that work in the inner cities, that work with the homeless, that work with the junkie on the street and they're spiritually and in reality feeding and clothing them too. I've been inspired by those ministries, inner city ministries, inspire me. Ministries that like are in Afghanistan and, uh, oh my gosh, I've just, I just got asked to go speak there. (laughs) What, why why am I, they brick kiln slavery. Oh my gosh. Dr. Abro lives there. Pakistan, dadgummit. Pakistan. Got asked ask to go speak in Pakistan. Like, the way that those ministries serve, like, that inspires me. Because they don't have the big bright lights and fancy equipment and everything else. They're doing, like, dirt ministry, street ministry. Like, it, the real deal. So I've been inspired by that. Inner city ministries where you may pull in homeless people off the street. And they're there in the middle of the service. But they're... Laying on the side because you're coming off of something. I love those churches because that's what the church should be. Who cares if the people inside are uncomfortable? It's a hospital for sinners, not a gathering of saints to party. I mean, it's, it, we're supposed to be there to feed people and help rehabilitate people. So anyway, our vision is a hybrid of those style of churches community centers, and of course, boys and girls clubs. So we wanna have food, a thrift shop where, look, you can come get clothes, no questions asked, but if you got money and you're gonna take something, throw a tip down, throw a donation down. Food, to be like a, a food pantry too, to function as a food pantry that prepares hot meals, that has that there, has a congregation, Where people can go and we can gather together and you can hear speakers. And listen, I know all are welcome. All are welcome. Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, atheist. I don't care. Transgender, gay, bisexual. You're all welcome. This congregation will be a different kind of church. It will be there to show the love of Jesus. But we're not going to throw the Bible at people. That's not how it's going to be. It's going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's going to teach what Jesus taught. But it's not a religious hierarchy and throwing, you know, like, ah, we're we're not going to have these arguments where people are fighting over what the, the scripture is trying to say. It that will never factor in anywhere. Because no one is going to sit and claim that they know, at least as far as leadership is concerned, that they know. Every little thing about the Bible. It will never be that way. It'll never be that way, because no one really knows everything about the Bible. No one. No one. Except God, of course. All right, or maybe the powers to be, maybe the Vatican secrets, I mean, maybe they maybe maybe they know. But even still, I don't think they know everything. So anyway, so food, clothing a congregation classrooms classrooms are there. And of course I don't believe in having anything closed off. So people need to see what you're doing because look dealing with people that have gone through, you know, they've been trafficked, they've been abused, probably have some triggers and some mental uniqueness. The last thing anybody needs is being locked in a room somewhere that there's no windows and no one can see anything. And like, it's a safe place. So the classrooms there. And then, of course, little mini-studios. Because we want to teach people how to speak on camera. How to broadcast. It's not just about broadcasting. Because in the new world, you're going to have to know how to talk on camera. Whether you're on TV or not. Because really, TV, podcast, radio, social media, all this stuff is going to blend together. It's, it's all going to blend together. And so you are gonna to have to be a part of this, like your business, no matter what you do, you are not AI proof, not AI proof. You've gotta be, like you gotta know media, you gotta have the multiple revenue streams, you gotta know these things. So we're gonna teach all that to the youth and for people that are working to rehabilitate their life, that are working to rehabilitate their life, that have gone through trafficking, gone through abuse, they've been in the prison system, they've been in and out of foster homes, and they know they, they they just know what hell is like. But they've made a decision that they want to turn their life around. They want something better. It doesn't mean that they've given their life to Jesus yet. It doesn't mean that they even claim that God is even God yet. We're trying to meet people where they're at, but we're gonna do it with opportunity Because what's worse, I think the percentage, I haven't done an anti-human trafficking broadcast in a while, but the percentage of trafficking victims that go back to their captor is like in the upper 90s, somewhere from 90 to, and it's not 100%. I think it's like 92 to 96%. It's somewhere in that range, right? So it's not really upper, but you get my point. That's how many go back. Why do they go back? Well, they've pretty much proven it's because eh, the devil you know is better than the one you don't know. I I know the devil. I don't like the devil very much. I'd rather not know him at all. That said, I get that description. It's scary to leave a toxic environment, a toxic relationship. Because, well, this person does make you feel good on occasion, even after they're beating the crap out of you or cheating on you or whatever, but you keep going back and you keep going back because in your brain, you feel like they're the only ones that can nurse you back to health. Or you're like, well, no one else would love me because I've got a record and I've got HIV and no no woman, no good woman's gonna love me. So I'm gonna settle for this one. Can't tell you how many times I've said that to myself. Anyway. So back to what we were talking about. We want to have, also we'll have resources in place. So as kids are there learning and how to multiply their gift and multiply their talent and expand it. And then learning how that they can use it in a way that feels good to them. And they feel safe and they feel empowered. Because it's not just like saying, here, you need to broadcast. it's It's not that. Media is not broadcasting. It's one piece of it. Media is so many different things. Book publishing, you know, but you need, even if you're an artist, any type of artist, you need media. You need it. And I'm not even talking social media. I'm talking media. So we, we want to have experts in place, the people that truly understand nutrition, health, uh, mental uniqueness, And also how to help with trauma victims. We want to have those people in place, too. And because I know that when a kid feels safe, I mean, even, heck, even adults, for that matter. I've always talked and said kids, but really, it's when anyone feels safe, they're going to tell you the truth. It's when they don't feel safe, or they feel like, ah, something bad's going to happen to me, then that they begin to lie. I mean, there's lots of reasons for lying, but, you know, a safe environment, a secure environment, an encouraging environment. You're being spiritually and physically fed. You're being clothed. But you're also in a community of other people that are like you, that want to make a better life for themselves. And so these sinners... Food, congregation, classrooms, little mini studios, you know, art rooms, safe places, also activity rooms because you got to be active, you got to have health. Whether you know, some believers freak out about yoga, but you know, yoga or Pilates, you know, I mean, it would be awesome to have a weight room too, you know, different types of therapies. We want to get really crazy, we can get into equine therapy, but basically a giant community center that's meant to encourage community and kingdom and safety and healing and love and education that is preparing kids and adults for what they need to know. Not what some school board decided or... uh, stay away from conspiracy stuff for a second i mean every public education public school i know of is indoctrination and propaganda but i'm talking real education like skills and tools and 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 and, i mean obviously it's you know technology is such a huge thing like this is where we're all going so like we need to know these things and if the school's not preparing them you know, teaching them how to manage money, teaching them how to, you know, just do the things that were not taught to us in school. So anyway, that's kind of all over the place. But these are the, the places that we want to build and we want to build them in, you know, cities, all inner cities all over the world. Not just, I mean, New York, LA, of course, San Diego, Miami, uh, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, New York City, Boston, Las Vegas, and then Mexico City, London, Shanghai, uh, uh, Johannesburg, uh, Moscow, Shanghai, I think I said Shanghai already, Tokyo, Sydney, all over the world. We want to do this. And we want to be, well, this is our vision of church. Just not going to call it a church. I mean, essentially what this is, is a church, what we believe the church should be. And, uh, that's why that's the bigger vision. And, uh, but obviously we have smaller pieces that go there too. So anyway, without going too far into that 22 minutes in, I didn't do my intro video and I don't care. So let's get into the pursuit of purpose because ultimately this is what I'm pursuing this is what my wife and I are pursuing. You want to join our team? Please do. Again, livemana.org. There's a contact form. We'd love to have you join us. Whatever gift and talent you have, we want to help you amplify that. We believe in exchanging value for value. So who cares if you don't have any money? There's other ways that you can come on board. Or I mean, and we, we can we can teach you things, we can give you opportunities. There's we want to trade value for value. And of course, we want to give value everywhere we go, even if somebody has nothing to offer us. But if you want to join our team, you want to grow, you want a platform, reach out. We're here to serve. This is our purpose. This is why we're here. This is our vision. And this is everything to us. And I can't tell you that this has been easy. I'm not going to tell you it's been easy. It's been freaking hard. It's also been the only thing that's really brought me any joy. I mean, my wife and kids bring me joy. I'm talking about like personal stuff, like, you know, like personal goals. And I had all these other secular goals and I have some of them. I still have some of them. I still want to do a world tour. I still want to do, you know, I want to travel all over the world and speak and serve. That's ultimately what I want to do. And like basically the places I travel where we want to put these community centers. And if we don't get the buildings for it, well, guess what? If you have your own community center, let us come in and help. We want to come teach. We want to come work. We'll help you market and promote. We'll do anything. We just want to serve. And the fact is, we know it works. We've served, what does that say? Eight ministries that make that nine. Well over 250 broadcasts. Eight new TV shows. 50 individual consulting uh Calls, which actually that went up because we did two yesterday. And more people have watched the media training. We're serious about this. So you want to join us? Come on. We really appreciate it. All right. I'm going to take a deep breath now. All fired up. Shuffling paper. Let's get into purpose. Your purpose is an integral part of you. Like the manufacturer who created the electric fan for a specific purpose, so God created you with the definite purpose in mind. Your existence is evidence that this generation needs something that your life contains. Your life. You are the creation that can meet God's desired result. Cosmating the purpose does not just happen as a byproduct of life. You are responsible for the intentional fulfillment of your purpose so the world may benefit from your contribution, just like the millions of people are benefiting, benefiting from the purpose of the electric fan. Let me read that again. You are responsible for the intentional fulfillment of your purpose so the world may benefit from your contribution, just like millions of people are benefiting from the purpose of electric fan. It's your responsibility. You can't blame anyone else for you not living your purpose. There's no one to blame. Even if you're in jail. And I'm talking to people in jail right now. Even if you're in jail. Even if you're locked up in a shadow prison and you're not getting out as far as what they tell you. It does not mean that you get to give up on your purpose. It's why you're breathing. And every day that you don't do what you were called to do, what you are being led to do, you are denying God in the process. Some of you don't believe in God, so you don't care. Let me just tell you, It's a dead end path. Living the life that you were created to live is the ultimate freedom and you can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere. It may not be to the level that you think that you're, or I mean, maybe you're going to get there, right? But in your mind, you're like, you see the stage, you see the bright lights, you see the you know, traveling and going to different countries. Like, I, I'm not, that's what I see. I'm not there yet. I've only gone to a couple different countries. Of course, producing that event in Mexico City was cool. But anyway, like, I haven't done all that yet. But the fact is, I'm living my purpose now. I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to do that will eventually get me to where I'm supposed that where I see, where I believe God has has shown me that I'll go, but I also believe that I'll go even further than that. Because God always over delivers on his promises. The dreams and visions you've had of this better life, this life that's like better than the one you're living now, that's God showing you what's possible, but it's even better than that and I haven't even had my better than that yet as far as the bigger thing but along the way on this path there's little things that drop in here and there to remind me that I'm on my way and then when there's a little revelation that revelation's even better than what I was originally believed how it happened but it Takes you deciding and committing to pursuing said purpose and being willing to do the things that it takes to get there. And so, one of the questions that you can ask yourself is What am I doing right now with my time, my talent, and my treasure? Are those things serving God's purpose? are they contributing to the life that you want to live? In other words, the time I'm spending doing whatever it is that you're doing, is that going, is that sewing in the direction that I want to go, or is it like completely the opposite? Do you have an obsession with sex that you're spending hours of your day hunting and searching for something when you should be doing something that's going towards showing God that you're serious about your dream and vision. And I didn't just say that to judge. I said that because that's been my biggest struggle. When I get stressed out, I want crazy sex. And, you know, of course, crazy sex can be defined by whatever, but Mm -hmm. it's, let's just say that my old way of doing things is what I begin to crave when I'm stressed out because that is always how I dealt with stress or pain or joy for that matter. I dealt with my problems with sex and drugs together. So if I'm spending my days kind of pursuing those things or even flirting with going to do those things, am I really showing God that I'm serious? And this could be, but you could ask yourself about social media, how much time you're on social media, um, how much time you're spending watching Netflix and so on and so on. And I'm not saying that you don't spend time on social media or Netflix. I'm not saying that. But how much time are you spending there? like lay, lay it out are you spending more time learning about god and what god wants from you for meeting his word and spending time with him to hear him and his word or are you spending more time with everything else i i can't answer that but when i ask myself that question i start take making a list going my god I've spent four hours today that I could have been doing. I could have been doing a broadcast, could have been, you know, helping someone else, could have been reaching out to potential sponsors, but here it is, I'm screwing around and social media on porn or whatever. I'm not saying I did that right now or yesterday or the day before or the day before or the day before. But I mean, this is one of those questions that I have to ask myself because in the past, I have allowed myself to get distracted with things that don't matter. Getting off social media has been the best thing in the world for me, period. Okay. Your personal fulfillment is only your personal fulfillment is possible only in so far as you complete your destiny. What? Your personal fulfillment is possible only in so far as you complete your destiny. This, the discovery of your personal purpose and its relationship to God's universal purpose must be the basis from which you live. You must strive to be who you were born to be. This means you don't live someone else's life. This is why social media is a trap because you're looking and you're scrolling and going, God, I want their life. They got to go to Fiji. And look at that thong, and oh, that champagne glass, and the private jet, and the big boat. I want to take a, I want to take a nap on a big boat. I want to go dancing till four a.m. in Ibiza. Like, I want to be shooting the devil inside me full-length feature film. I want to create the the devil inside me, uh, uh, the 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 franchise. Where we tell other people's stories, like, like I mean, like these are the things. If I saw someone making a film, my immediate thought: I want to do that. I want to do that. I'm watching the. Uh, it's called Playlist, and it's it's kind it's it's kind of shot like The Dirt from Motley Crue. Uh If you ever, ever if you ever read the book The Dirt, or even watch the movie, uh, the way the story told. It's kind of it's cool because it's told from each band member's perspective. Well, this playlist is about Spotify, and it's told through the main people that got it launched, their perspectives. Wildly different, but it's really inspiring. It's really, really inspiring for me to watch. And um, what was the point in me bringing that up? <laughs> I I do that. Oh! Well, I mean, oh, I know what, I think I know what it was now. Gosh, I hate it when I brain fart like that. The, um, there was this relentless, this is not the point, but this one came to me. There was this relentless passion to achieve an impossible goal. A determination, an all-in, like no crap, willing to risk it all. Willing to risk it all to bet it all, the, the originators, the founders were willing to bet it all to make it happen and to do the impossible, it, going up against the music industry. Which that story didn't end up exactly, I think, the way that they originally intended it for. But the fact is, they were doing the impossible, even the programming to get the speed down where it was instantaneous. And like how it all was created. It's just amazing. And so it's inspiring me to watch because I'm watching the the trials and the tribulations. And the struggle and the doing the impossible. But there was a vision. And that vision, I believe, is a promise. And that promise is worth pursuing. And they did it. And then they accomplished it, of course. And Spotify is what Spotify is now. And, of course, it's owned by BlackRock. And it has nothing to do with (laughs) what it was originally intended to be. But, uh, nonetheless, how it got there is inspiring. And, uh, And it's fuel for me to watch. I love watching stories like that because it gives me hope. How many of you have an impossible dream? Maybe your impossible dream is getting out of your shadow prison. Well... If that's really your dream, maybe there is a way. And what I know about God is that he makes a way when there's no way. And why you got to talk to him and then also shut up and listen is because he'll give you instructions. Especially when you ask for them. They don't always come right away. It's not like, hey Siri, hey Google. And they pop up. I have my phone on airplane mode or she would have talked back to me. It's not like that. I wish some, I mean, I know that we wish God was like Siri sometimes as far as the instantaneous answers, but you know what? That instantaneous answer doesn't always give you what you're really looking for, is it? It's not. In fact, the synthetic version of everything is not really what we want (laughs) I had so many wild things just go through my head about all the different directions I would go down but I would totally get lost so I'm not going to go there for your sake it would have been fun for me to like try to connect all that Um, but you must strive to be who you're born to be there's no point in trying to live someone else's life you can look at someone else's life and it can inspire you You can learn from them. Obviously, you want to learn from people who have been there. But your path, your life, was meant for you. As you discover who you are, you will learn that your purpose, your identity, your uniqueness, and your potential are interdependent. You cannot truly know thyself as the great Greek philosophers admonished until you discover your purpose. This is true because... Known purpose reveals the particular components God built into you to enable you to achieve all that he prepared for you. Nothing is truly yours until you understand it, not even yourself. Some people are born knowing what they must want to do and even how to do it. The rest of us must spend hours figuring out what to do with our lives. Vague goals such as, I want to be happy. I want to be, I want to make the world a better place to live or I want to be rich or pretty useless. We must ask the primary question, why am I here? Write that down. Why am I here? Reply with an unqualified answer to be myself and express myself fully. Be yourself. Know your identity. And even if you're not sure, walk out the identity that you are sure of. Whatever part of you, walk that out. Be that. Walk in it. Why? Because if it's not really you, eh, God's going to show you that too. But when you're living in your truth, that means living your purpose, being honest. Living in integrity. When you're living in your truth, you will attract your tribe. You will attract the people that belong in your life. But when you're living a lie, when you're trying to live someone else's life, they ain't showing up. It's not what you want. Concern for doing the right thing rather than a desire to do things right must always guide you. The right thing is the purpose for which God created you and gave you breath. You are special and unique. God made you from the original mold, then threw it away when you were completed. Check out your uniqueness and find out what differentiates you from the billions of people who inhabit this planet. Here's the thing. Fly your freak flag. Like, if you're a a toad licker or you're a, uh, you know, you like to paint trees or icicles or whatever, you just... Like whatever your goofy thing is that you think is so weird, and like you're like, well, I'm the only one that likes that. I, 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 no, one, no one would like me. I'm freaking nuts. I, 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 Trust me, if you've ever been on Reddit, there's probably a subreddit for your weird thing. You're not alone. You're not alone. I mean, we can go secular with this and we can talk about weird fetishes and weird kinks and like men, men lie about what they really want because they think, well, no woman is really going to do that or whatever they're into or no dude is going to be like dress up in my mother's clothes and shave my back. I mean, because that's like, that sounds insane. But guess what? There's people into that. You're not alone. Because... I'll tell you who's alone. The person trying to fit in. It's the most lonely freaking experience there is. Because when you're trying to be someone else and you're around all those people, they're not really there for you. You're trying to conform to them. And guess what? You may be in that group, but if you do anything to upset the flow of that group, you're not in that group anymore. Happens at church all the time. It does. Thieves have more honor than most church congregations. Thieves. They live by a code. They have their, what do you call it? Their covenant. But I mean, even if you are, you know that you're a cheater. Freaking be honest about it. Quit trying to convince people that you're going to change for that relationship. You're not. Just say that you don't believe in monogamy. Walk that out. You may be surprised what happens. You may meet somebody else that doesn't believe in monogamy either and then you get together and then you start doing your non-monogamy things and then guess what? Then you start sleeping with other people and then you find out that Your partner, like she slept with somebody that was better looking than you, and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, wait a second. Maybe I don't like this monogamy thing or this non-monogamy thing after all. Because I mean, it was one thing when I was getting to have sex with everything that walked, but uh, like that, uh, and then you get you got a little jealous, right? It teaches you something. Like we think that we want things a certain way until it comes right back to us. And then all of a sudden we got to face that and it's like, shoot, crazy experience happened. I don't even know why I'm telling you this story, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So crazy experience, wait, how do I tell this story? Cause I don't want to bash anybody. <laughs> Basically, so my wife asked a lot of questions. These questions get, sometimes are really freaking annoying because I have answered the question already in my mind 15 times. She's asking 15 different ways, but I'm given the same answer because my brain is hearing it the same way. And like every time she asks me the question, I'm like, do you not believe me? Like what the crap is going on? But really it's her need to understand. Well, it happened to me yesterday, meaning that I started asking somebody a bunch of questions because I needed to understand and that my questions were pissing off this person. Well, As this is happening and the person's going off on me, a person that I love, by the way, but as they're going off on me, I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my head, oh my gosh, isn't God interesting? I'm sitting here going, I'm only asking you questions that I need to know for my own need to know. And you're wanting my help and wanting my credit card and wanting this, but I have questions to ask. That I'm in the right to ask. And now I'm being screamed at for asking questions. And it dawned on me. This is how my wife feels when I get mad that she's asking questions. It was a mirror. It was, I'm like, oh. It was God revealing something to me that I now get to work on. I thank God for that. That's amazing. I don't even know why I told you that story, so we'll continue. This has happened now twice in the same broadcast. (laughs) Check out your uniqueness and find out what differentiates you from the billions of people who inhabit this planet. Within purpose, then purpose, your aspiration deliberately and consistently. Be what you are. Capitalize on the natural skills and talents with which you were born and don't lose them. When others belittle your special gifts and try to remake you according to their plans and purposes, refuse to yield to their domination. Don't let anyone prevent you from becoming and doing all that you were born to be and do. No one has that power over you unless if you give it to them. Remember, if you don't deploy yourself, others will soon employ you. If you don't deploy yourself, others will employ you. Above all else, purpose, I'm sorry. Above all else, pursue purpose with passion and experience the reason for your life. The purpose of a man's heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. Proverbs 20:25. 20, all right. So here are the principles of purpose. The human need for personal meaning and satisfaction is universal. We all want to matter. We all want to have satisfaction. We all want to be able to say, to look at our work and go, it's good. Like when God created us, it was good. Until, of course, sin corrupted us, but... It was good when we were created. Number two, personal fulfillment is the only true measure of success. I, the only way I'm personally fulfilled is when I'm doing using my gifts and my talents. There's a selfish fulfillment to that, but when I'm using it to try to you know to bless others, to help others, to serve, to elevate the kingdom. It's the most satisfying thing I know and it feels like success to me. I'll tell you what doesn't feel like success. Trophies. Trophies don't feel like success to me. (laughs) <laughs> come here no 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 come here camera, follow me there we go, come on we're coming come on, follow me that's not fun for the radio audience <laughs> trophies are not fulfilling at all I, I thought it would be yeah it doesn't mean anything it's pretty sitting in the thing, though, in the shelf. And you know what? And that's for voiceover, using my gift, right? If my voice is a gift. Of course, voice is how I can earn money, but the devil inside me. It won Las Vegas Film Awards for best voiceover for our film, that our concept film that we believe God is going to help us make the bigger film so we can create the franchise that tells other people's stories and they get the money. That's also part of the vision. Everything in life has a purpose. True. Purpose is the original intent in the mind of the creator that motivated him to create a particular item. When they say there's a reason for everything. Purpose always precedes production. AU things begin and end with purpose. God created you with a definite purpose in mind. All right. So I'm going to stop there. I'm so grateful again that you were here today. And um, I love this, these purpose books. I love Dr. Miles Monroe. I like this book, In Pursuit of Purpose. and It was written like 30, 40 years ago. And some of the stuff that it's talking about, like with the warnings... Are playing out before our eyes today. It's wild. It's wild. But anyway, thank you for being here. Um, I appreciate all the support, the love. And of course, I would like to ask you will you please uh, give to us? Will you donate to us? Will you sew into us? Will you partner with us? Um, if you have questions about the different levels of sponsorship, the different things that we can do as a value exchange, uh, contact us at libmana.org. And, um, yeah, I, I, I want to earn your donations. I mean, obviously, doing this work, we hope that you believe in it. We hope that you find value in what you can see that we're doing. But if you want to know a deeper, have a deeper understanding of the work that we do and why we're not just out front, you know, bragging about it and things like that, because that's not how we operate. That's not what we believe in doing. I don't like, I, yes, we want <laughs> viewers for our network and stuff like that. And uh, people that believe in our mission because we want to help more people. Like, we want to add to our team so we can help more. Um, anyway, but I, I just, we, we appreciate your support very, very much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And we will be, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.